0: Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host as always, Amir Farrell, with my co-hosts, J-Mac and Jordan Lopez. On a brand new episode today, I've been super excited to get this one out for you guys. Uh, We are literally um, just days away, literally five days away um, from the Denver Broncos season opener against the Las Vegas Raiders. So all the episodes we've been doing this entire season has been building up to this moment, and as you can tell from the title of the episode, we're going to be going over award predictions for the Denver Broncos roster, who's going to be taking home OPOY, Offensive Player of the Year, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, MVP, Most Approved Player of the Year, um, and many more, and then obviously our record predictions at the very end. Um, but before we get, go ahead and jump into that, um, I just wanted to say uh, for everybody, everybody that listens to this episode throughout the duration um, that we're recording, please, if you have any thoughts or feedback on anything we talk about, if you agree with anything, if you disagree with anything, leave a comment down below. If you guys are listening on YouTube, that helps us out, uh, you know, tremendously. Um, I'm a big, you know, algorithm guy. Uh, if you guys leave a comment uh, and a like, that helps out the alg- algorithm a lot on YouTube. If there's lots of video, uh, excuse me, if there's lots of comments on a video, that means the video is more likely to appear on suggested feeds meaning that we can extend and grow our audience and with more viewers for us that means more people for us to inform and interact with on this platform we love interacting with you guys we read all your comments um i mean that's our biggest goal is growing our audience and the more people we have the more people that we can uh, entertain and inform and uh, interact like with like i said but um before i go ahead and ramble on even more um uh, make sure you guys are subscribing as well but j mac and jordan how are you guys doing today I'm doing good, man. Um, just just can't wait
1: for Sunday, honestly. And my Wimby jersey finally came in, so I'm hey. chilling. Doing great. We got a
2: busy week ahead of us all the way up to Sunday, so let's get it.
0: Hey, man. It's uh we're like I said we're just five days away. Uh, NFL season is officially here. We're literally two days away from the season opener with the Chiefs and Lions. So um, make sure you guys are getting your fantasy lineups uh you know ready to go because um, yeah. football is officially here. But um, without further ado let's go ahead and jump into our first thing I want to talk about first topic uh, in this great episode we have lined up for you today is breakout players for this season we've done a few episodes here and there throughout the offseason on which players we think will break out but now that the all you know now that the roster on offensive uh, offense defense and special teams is finalized with the 53 players we have a really good idea of where the Broncos stand right now who, which players are going to kind of uh, stand out and which players may be you know uh, sitting on the depth chart for a little bit until they can you know uh you know showcase their their talent on the biggest stage but um who are some breakout players uh that you guys personally think um will you're very very confident that they're gonna have huge seasons in uh 2023
1: uh, well, starting off for me on the offensive side of the ball, I think Amir probably knows where I'm going to go with this. I think it's Greg Dolce. I think I've been raving about him kind of all, all offseason long. I think he's going to have a good year. I think it's just kind of lining up, especially the first week. I think we're going to be thinning at wide receiver. You're going to see him kind of out wide in a lot of sets. I think Sean Payton's going to try to give him the ball quickly. Um, I think I think this season is just going to be a good year for him. I think the type of offense he runs. I think Russ is going to just love Greg Dolcek. You kind of see glimpses of it last year. Um so, yeah, I think he's good for offense. That's my breakout player. Defense, I'm going with Damari Mathis. Now, I mean, a lot of people kind of high on him going into the season. Last, Like, last year, he had a good year. Like, it wasn't, like, an insane year. He was definitely underrated, though. But I think this year is the year he kind of just takes that step forward, learning mm-hmm. the even more, getting the reps, like, coming into the season as the solidified cornerback, too, I think – in learning from Sertan, I think he'll definitely take a jump this year. I think that this is the year people say sophomore slump. I don't really believe in that. I definitely think that Demari Mathis is going to have a big year this year.
2: Yeah, I like the dosage the pick, of course. I think he's going to thrive under pain. And then the Demari Mathis pick, I do have someone as one of my defensive guys right next to him. But uh, my offensive breakout guy, if people have heard previous episodes, I've been uh, raving about Brandon Johnson. I think he's going to have the breakout season on the offensive side of the ball. Just, I mean, I think he has all the the makeup and intangibles to be a very good NFL wide receiver. And I think he's going to do that with uh, Sean Payton. And then breakout player for the defensive side of the ball, Avi Sangbassi. I think he's actually going to prove not only me wrong, but a lot of people wrong on uh, the defensive side of the ball. And uh, he was also a breakout candidate for one of the uh, major websites. Uh, It's called the 33rd team uh, with Mm -hmm. Ari Muradov and all those uh, old coaches I used to coach back in the day. And he was like a number eight. So, I got Sang Bassi for my defensive breakout.
0: (laughs) I've been seeing him on a lot of lists for breakout candidates this year, and he has the opportunity to do so. Will he be able to uh, capitalize off that? That's the biggest question. Um, I think being in the secondary around Damari Mathis, who's going to take a, a sophomore jump, um, and people are talking about that sophomore slump. I I, I think it's more going to be a sophomore jump for Damari Mathis. And then you have yeah. PS2 there as well, that secondary. Justin Simmons, just a lot of great minds and think around a lot of young, modern minds who understand the defense from top to bottom in the secondary. Um, so I think those guys the packages that they're going to mix up. I think Bassey will have his opportunity to shine with uh, K1 Williams missing at least the first four weeks. Will he do that? That's a question still to be uh, you know, answered. And um, I think only time will tell. I'm I'm being cautiously opt, um, optimistic about him. Um, I'm not too super high on him. I know me and J Mac have expressed our uh, concerns with him in previous episodes, but I think he actually could like shock us and prove us wrong. I really do think he could. Um, he, he's got a lot of work to do though, um, and a while I would have liked to see him get like a lot more reps as starter this offseason. That would have been a lot more beneficial for him. K1 is our starting slot corner, and he I do think there's a, a significant gap between those two, just because not that like ba- Bassie's horrible. I just think K1 is one of the best slot corners the nfl i think top three in my opinion um i don't know if that's uh, i don't think i don't know if that's a hot take i don't think it's a hot take i think he's incredible so i think Abasi has a long way to get to that spot and you guys are a lot of fans may see a little bit of a um a slump from him at first he might he may be uh pick it up a little bit but um i'll see we'll see i mean this season if he plays well and k k1 comes back and he's still like getting mixed in packages and everything you can see the broncos bringing back on like a a fairly cheap, like one or two year deal, if he plays, if he plays his uh his tail off. I mean, I, I'm not you know too opposed to that pick, but for me, on offense and defense, for breakout players of the year, um, defense, uh, we've been you know speaking very highly of him on this podcast. I think he deserves a lot more attention. I mean, the dude's literally going in the season as a starter. I think it's outside linebacker Jonathan Cooper, um, who we're gonna get into uh, more of other awards coming up. But man, the the fact that he's start going in the season with the starting job over a veteran like Frank Clark, or they're paying six and a half million, uh this, this season uh, up to six and a half million. Um, I think very, very highly of Jonathan Cooper. Um, I think he can be an absolute force this year being a former seventh round pick. I mean, it's quite a quite a story he's had bouncing back from that heart surgery um a few years ago and um I just think under Vance Joseph he's only going to get better and it's going to be one of those things where he just progresses throughout the throughout the season and having a guy like Randy Gregory and then also a uh, you know a really talented group of you know pass rushers behind you and Frank Clark and Nick Benito I mean I think that's just only going to make those guys better it's not like all the pressure is going to be put him on him from the jump of the season but um offense I'm going to go ahead and uh, go with um Javante Williams and I, I know this might be one of those ones where it's like why would you pick Javante I think he's already had that kind of not so much a breakout but hear me on this one I know he's coming out on an injury and I know he's already had a thousand plus yard scrimmage season but I really do think with not having a Melvin Gordon going in the season where you're kind of ha- forced to split those 50-50 snaps where you look at Samaje Pirine he's never really actually like split s- snaps with someone and been like super reliable it's kind of been like a 75 a five thing he's never had more than I think uh I'm probably wrong on this but I don't think he's had more than 400 rushing yards in a a season in his career so um I don't think uh they're gonna expect Samaje to carry a massive workload I know they're paying him a lot but they need a, a backup uh you know uh sufficient option behind Javante if something does happen but I think Javante is poised for a really big year for those of you guys that drafted him in fantasy he will pay off for you and I think Javante is not only going to be effective in the run game with us being a run first team which is why I think he'll be a breakout player of the year but also I think he's going to be a a really reliable security blanket uh, for Russell Wilson in in the passing game you saw that a lot early in the uh in the Niners game
1: yeah, I I agree with your picks. I think that's an element that people are kind of forgetting. Javante in the in the receiving game, Sean Payton loves to throw to his running backs, and I think yeah, we got Piron for that. But I think Javante, you're going to see a lot of him playing in that role. I think Sean Payton wants to explore that to see where you know how far he can go on that knee. Um, and I mean, me personally, I, I would love to see him get involved in some of the passing games because he he's hard to tackle in one on one situations. So if you put a linebacker or a safety on him, it's going to be really hard for you to bring him down with just one man alone. So. I'm not opposed to it.
2: Yeah, Javante adding that receiving uh, type element into his game will be uh, pretty nice to see, especially under Payton. So, yeah, I like it.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, we we pretty much hit most of the breakout uh, players of the year. Would you guys really consider Jerry Judy like a a breakout player of the year, candidate? I feel like he's already had that 1,000-plus yard uh, scrimmage season. Um, he nearly had a thousand yards receiving last year. So, um, he kind of already had that breakout, but then you also have Caden Stearns, who I think is not broken out yet. He's been That's incredible true. in coverage, but he has not played a lot. He has not started a lot. So this year he's uh, going to be the starter going into week one. They're saying he's a co-starter with cream Jackson, but I think you're going to see him out there more than cream Jackson, given the contract. So, yeah. um, I think Caden Stearns is definitely a real option for breakout player of the year. It's really just going to come down to health for him.
1: Yeah, um, I was going to put him, but I feel like it, yeah, it's a breakout, but I feel like he's kind of already arrived a little bit. I feel like he's got his name out there and I feel like people know about him. Um, but I mean, I think Kaden's going to ball out. Me and you have said it, it's kind of his turn, whether whether or not they brought back Kareem Jackson. I feel like it's his turn to go out there and show everybody what he can do. Um but I think this year's going to be a great year for Caden Stearns, especially, especially like he's going to probably line up more in the hybrid type of role. Like he's going to just basically be what Kareem Jackson was, can play linebacker coverage and in safety over the top. So,
2: yeah, I had the same thought process with Caden Stearns. Like I really didn't think of him as a breakout type candidate, just because I already think that you know, like J Max said, he's arrived. But again, he's not known, uh, I guess, nationally to like other uh, you know analysts and pundits just here in Denver. So I guess he can kind of qualify for that breakout. But at at least for us, we already know Kaden Stearns is really good. And uh, that's why I just didn't have him on my breakout. I just think he's already, you know, that good. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think you say that for a lot of players on this team, though. I would disagree. I don't think he's broken out yet technically i i just think it's been a very it's been one of those things where like he's been one of the few players that shine in the limited snaps that he's yeah. gotten due to injury i feel like there's a lot of other players that they've been available a, a long time but they've only shined during certain parts and they there aren't they aren't considered breakout players because they're not as good as caden in that limited time and plus we haven't seen caden and stearns in a starting role over 17 games, or probably not nowhere, nowhere even close to 10 games. So I mean, um, in, in a single season. So I think for that reason, he is a legitimate, you know, breakout player of the year candidate. Um, and I think those are uh, lots of good picks uh, that we had: Jonathan Cooper, um, Caden Stearns, um, Demaryius Mathis. Those are really good on the defensive side of the ball. And then you mentioned uh, Greg Dulcich, uh, Javante Williams, and others. Um, so we're talking about all these players that are going to break out this year. But who are some players that you would like to tell some of the listeners that maybe you're not as high on them going into the season. And I know this one might be a, a kind of a, Oh, that age well clip where they, we kind of pulled this up after the season and we might get clowned a little bit for it, but who, who call your shot? Who's one player that you're just not high on either because of like health or their contract or just simply their performance. Um, Who's that one player that you're just kind of like, yeah, I'm not super high on this guy going into 2023.
1: Well, I have two, and uh, I'm going to give mine first, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I'll let Jordan go. One is the same, Bassie. I mean, I don't – me personally, like, I've seen, you know, all the graphics and stuff. People talking about breakout, and this guy here, and, you know, he's always included. And I'm not hating on the Ford at all. You know, I, I think, you know, he should get his name out there and stuff, and people should know who he is. I, I'm just not as high on him. Um he hasn't really shown me enough to, you know, I know everybody's going on expectation, but I think when it comes down to it, I don't think he's shown me in the past or even this, I mean, this past preseason. Yeah. He got, a, he got the, you know, did great with the interceptions, but I mean, just me just watching his game, he hasn't really showed me that, that I think he can be one of the best corners in the league. Like people are trying to say he can be one of the best slot corners in the game. I don't know Broncos fans. I know he had a good preseason with the pigs, but if you go back and watch the snaps and the games, I mean, it wasn't just mind blowing. Like he, it was some plays where he struggled, and I don't know, man. I'm just not comfortable with him going there. Week one, week two, however long Kwan's going to be out, I think he's out. Out, he's out at least four games, right? Yeah, yeah, he's going to be out the first four weeks. I'm not just like so comfortable with him going in there for the for, for those for for those first four games. I mean we we got some competition those first four games, man. Some good receivers, and he's going to be put to the test. And I'm not comfortable with him being able to hold his own.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can kind of see that. I mean, I, I I can't I can't argue with that. I mean, he really just and he needs to he needs to prove it before uh, before like you said. Um, but to switch to my most, I guess you could say, like disappointing player that I think is going to be, and I hope this gets clipped and I'm proved wrong. I really do. Uh, but you know, I've I've not been a uh, fan of uh, Lord Cushenberry as much as others people have, and I think he's going to be the player that kind of disappoints a bit. And listen, again, I hope this clip comes uh, at the end of the year and bites me in the ass, but I mean I just I don't think he's gonna have that year that people expect he is. So again, I've been high on Alex Forsyth for a reason, but yeah, cushion bear I, I don't know.
0: So do you think uh, Forsyth could actually take away the job from like midseason?
2: If I'm gonna do a bold prediction like that, I do you think Forsyth like later into the season does get that job?
0: Yeah, I don't even think that's a super hot take to be honest. Like, it really depends on how the guards do. I think, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, no, I mean that—that's yeah. why I have Cush as my guy, as the as players that you know people around the Denver community are high on, but not—not not me.
1: Yeah, uh, for for me, about Cushenberry, I'm not really as high on Cushenberry. About you know, like I, I'm not high on him really. I wouldn't be surprised if he did lose his job during the season. Um I'm just man. Cushionberry is just one of those guys where you don't really know what you're gonna get, it, and it's always in really bad or really good. And I don't like that. It's never like in the middle. It's always in more than likely it's really bad. But I wouldn't be surprised if during the season that he loses his job nope. to Alex Forsythe.
0: Yeah, I mean, we could re- recall as much as we want from the for his first three seasons, but when you look at the body of work he did this off season with incredible, you know, DJ Jones, Zach yeah. Allen, all those guys rushing at him in he preseason, he held his own, and he was not only holding his own, he was very, very elite. And there's one game, I think the preseason, has the preseason opener against Arizona, I think he was it our was, only yeah. good offensive lineman. That I mean, take that, take what you will, because. When typically, when your offensive line starts to collapse, you start to see it to kind of trample over to all the other offensive linemen. It didn't really affect uh, Cushenberry much at all, and he was he was doing really good in his role that he was asked to do. Um, So I don't think I'm I'm not super on Cushenberry. Uh, He's been disappointing, but what. Based off what I saw this year, I think he's he's got the starting job for the whole season. That's that's my take. I think he's going to keep it for the whole season. Maybe the Broncos aren't super, like, ecstatic with his performance and they look to move on next offseason, but I don't think he loses it to a seventh-round rookie this year. I just don't see the, them going that way. Um, and I think he's going to be at least, um, you know, after this year. That, that's kind of my pick, uh, prediction for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, like – I think he could have a good year. Like, I know all the work he put in. I know he, he has looked better. I'm just saying at this point, the expectation is just so low, it wouldn't surprise me. You know what I mean? it, it would surprise me if he actually came out and played really, really good. But I don't know, man. If He plays bad. I mean, just the expectation for him is just so low. But um, I want to get my second player. I ain't going to lie. Mir. you might not like this one. Now, I'm not saying oh, that no. I don't think he's going to do good. I'm just saying I'm not as high on him as you are and a lot of the people are. And that's Ben Powers, man. I said it. I'm not no. as high on Ben Powers as everybody else is. Now, I'm not saying he's a bad player by any means. I still think it was a good signing. I just think I got to see more out of him in that pass blocking, man. I do. Because it's going to come in time in the game where we can't run the ball and we're going to have to throw the ball. And if he can't hold up, I mean, that raises questions. I mean, because when you have an alignment or guard like that, that's just only good on one side. Like, I don't want to say he's not good at pass pro. He's just not as good as pass pro, pass pro as he is in, like, in run blocking. And that can cause problems too because you're gonna come a time when you're when you're playing the Chiefs, the Chargers, and like Buffalo, Dolphins, Jets, where you're gonna have to throw the ball. You're gonna it might be a, a point where you're down. And you're gonna have to throw the ball, and if they blitz or anything, somebody tries to shoot up the gap, and Ben Powers can't handle it, then it's it's a disaster. And I don't know, man, for, for for that, I'm just not as high on everybody is. I mean, I still think I still think he's one of the best run blocking guards in the league. That's just I, I, I'm gonna give him that. I still think he's one of the best run blocking guards, but. I don't know, man.
2: I mean, Amir, you better defend your boy.
0: (laughs) Um, to be fair, he made up like good points. Like he didn't look too great in pass pro in the in the preseason. I mean, you got to really see how he looks at the regular season, and that's one of these things where it's like, I don't know. We we got he hasn't played anything at all with the Broncos, really, and it's like you got to see him in the regular season to kind of you know back that up, and um, we'll we'll see how he looks. I'm a lot higher. On him than a lot of people in Broncos country, so I think he'll, I think he'll be just fine. He'll actually be uh, probably in like Pro Bowl, like yeah, Pro Bowl conversation this year. That's just kind of my take. Um, I think uh what you see with Sean Payton and his uh what he does with his guards, good dating bats in New Orleans, he takes average guard play and turns it into elite guard play. And you already have an elite guard playing 17 games last year with Ben Powers. I'm not I'm not worried about it at all personally. Um, but there's just a, like a lot of what ifs right now. And I think that's uh, with a lot of these players like Ben Powers. We only saw one starting season out of, out of him from the Ravens and there's a few I even wrote about it in Predominantly Orange like I think I put him on one of my stock down reports. I'm a huge Ben Powers guy, but he struggled in pass pro during I think it was against the uh, yeah the the Niners and the Cardinals that he struggled. So and he didn't play the last preseason game. So that's literally both preseason games that he played in, and he didn't look too great. But like I said, I think uh, a lot of Broncos fans shouldn't be worried. Um, I think he's one of the league's premier guards, and I've spoken on the pod after we sign him that I feel like his, his pass pro is a little too uh, overhated.
1: Yeah. Then again, like I'm not, I- I'm I'm not bashing him. I'm not saying he's a bad guard. He's not a bad guard. I don't think Bronco fans should be too worried. I'm just, just like not. If as you high. had to pick someone, yeah. If I had to pick someone, I'm just not as high on him. And like, that's just it. But in terms of like. Everything else, I think the Broncos are in good hands. I still like the signing because it's an upgrade over Dalton Rosner.
0: Yeah. Oh, still point. a free agent, by the way.
1: Yeah. yeah. He, still the fact a free he hasn't got a job is just out. It's, it's, it's insane. Yeah.
0: Uh, not to me, though. I, I think he doesn't do a job. But. <laughs> That's crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, Jordan, yeah, Jordan gave Lloyd uh, Cushenberry. J-Mac gave his two. I'm going to give mine. A lot of people are going to hate me for this. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not oh super high God. on Randy Gregory. And I think his I think uh, this might not work out in Denver. I'm gonna be completely honest. I raved about him in the last pod, but I think he's a great like starting off the season player. And once he like starts to get hurt, it's just like, come on, man, like it's five years, seventy million, and you can't play more than like six games. I mean, it's tough, man. And it's just a big it's the Andrew's really with me. I think he could play really good football. I think he's inconsistent at times. I think um you see really good reps from him, then you'll see other reps where it's just like not great. Like I think uh Paris Johnson is a great tackle out of Ohio State, don't get me wrong. But in that Arizona game, he was manhandling Randy Gregory. Like yeah. it was not good. So I'm not a huge Randy Gregory guy, personally. I think uh this I hate to say it, but I, I'm not too sure he's actually our franchise edge rusher. I think uh, I think the front office knows that Nick Benito uh, is here for a reason, and um, Frank Clark was signed for a reason. I don't think they're too like ecstatic. And you got to realize, like, it's a new coaching staff. It's It was a George Payton signing, but it's a new coaching staff. So they're not going to just cling to all of George Payton signings. Like, this. Sean Payton's running the show. And while he may be the offensive guy, I think he knows his guys that he wants on defense too. And I'm just not super high on Randy Gregory. Too inconsistent, too injury prone.
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of coming back to bite us a little bit. Um, I don't yeah. necessarily disagree with you. Um, I, I like Randy Gregory, but – I mean, you look at his track record, never has played a full season. And the the most season he played was uh 12 games. He played 12 games his rookie year and 12 games last year in Dallas. Last year in Dallas was his best season with six sacks. Um, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I'm just not comfortable with him being able to play a full season. If he does great, then we may see the best of Randy Gregory. But as of now, man, it looks like we should have gave that money to Von Miller or Chandler Jones or gave a little bit more money in that regard. I mean, cause he was the cheaper option and we kind of went with it. And it was like still a shocking sign and like he was supposed to go back to Dallas and he just came to Denver. But I mean, looking back on it, yeah, I know Vaughn towards ACL, but I don't know if you've done it in Denver. I feel like I would've brought Vaughn back on a deal or even brought a Chandler Jones back over here. But I mean, you gotta remember, we brought him in to be Colt, to be like um, him, and, him and Chubb were the two guys. That yeah. was kind of the image that we wanted, you know, to replace, to actually replace Vaughn and Randy Gregory. I mean, it fit thin because you had him and Chubb on both sides of the ball. Now it's like Randy Gregory and you got Jonathan Cooper, but nobody really knows about Jonathan Cooper yet. So you're like, Randy Gregory's a top dog. And I don't know if I'm too comfortable with him just being a top dog because it's like yeah, he just hasn't, he can't, he just hasn't stayed healthy. But I will give him, when he's healthy, he's a problem. I will give him that. Like he's a great player. To me, he's one of the best, like when he's not, like injury like when when he's actually on the field, and that that's in the past. Like when he's rushing the passer and stopping the run, I think he's the, really good at both of them. But man, he just can't stay healthy, and it's it's never been a season where he just stayed healthy. So from that point on, man, I, this 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 could honestly be like his last year if he gets hurt again. Sean Payton is gonna want to free that cap up almost immediately. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he has to play his best, literally starting on Sunday, week one, because we don't know what the future holds from, at least health-wise. I don't know, Michael Lombardi even today was kind of talking about like the Los Angeles Rams for a minute, saying the best part about the Rams right now is that they're healthy, but once it gets to like week three, week four, you don't know how their health situation is going to be. You can compare that right to Randy Gregory, because once the season starts to go on, we don't know if he's going to be at his best week four, week five, week six. So exactly. right now he has to start making a statement on Sunday against the Raiders and then continue to stay healthy and then go on from there.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just – it's like, I agree with you. Amir is one of those things where if he gets injured or if he plays and he doesn't play up to par, you might see him try to maybe get dealt at the trade deadline. Broncos free up some cap and get some picks back for him, trade him to some team. I mean, because right now, I mean, it's looking like you got to go out there and ball out. Plus, not on top of that, he's 30. Like he's not like you know young. And that's well, he's young, but not you know not necessarily in NFL terms young. Like he's not. He's going on kind of the little downside of his career at this point. And the fact that he hasn't played a full season. Oh no, man!
2: Especially if Benito's, uh balling out too.
1: Yeah, Benito. Yeah. Benito. If the rotation is going good, man, with Benito, um, Frank Clark, Jonathan Cooper, and like don't be don't be surprised. The Bron Broncos might trade him, man they might
0: yeah i don't i don't think his value is too high right now though cuz of that contract and he's, like you mentioned it's That's a good true. point he's he's in his 30s now so it's like i don't i don't see them getting much more than like a like a fifth or a sixth that like literally like i think you his contract and the fact that he's aging and his injury concerns you these GMs are going to laugh if the broncos ask for anything more than like a a fifth
1: course, Bronco, yeah. i i feel like the best thing diver can honestly do in that is kind of do like a player trade try to get a player back for him Because you can't, you don't trade Randy Gregory for a fifth round pick. That's, that's not, that's, I would be pissed if they did that. I think, I think the best thing you could just do, honestly, is try to do like a player trade. Cause, but the only good, like, it's not really a good thing, but if he gets hurt, we don't really pay him. Like last year, he made like 1 million in base salary, but if you you can't cut him, you're gonna have to trade him because his dead cap is ridiculous. His dead cap is, if we cut him or anything, it's 22 million. So, and it, it goes to six million next year. So you you could kind of maybe cut him next season if that's something you want to do. But right now he's you can't cut him. You can't. So yeah. you are gonna have to trade him. But I don't I don't think George Payton and Sean Payton are gonna be like, let's trade him for a fifth, sixth round pick, regardless if that's yeah. what guys like Stephon Gilmore and uh, Jalen Ramsey going for a fourth round pick and a I don't even know the, the guy's name anymore, but I mean I don't see the Broncos making a trade like that.
0: And I, I hate to say it, but this is gonna sound messed up, but you can't trade a player that's on the IR. And if he's injured and he's on the IR, <laughs> I mean I'm I'm just being real, man. Yeah. It's like yeah. every season he's on the IR. Yeah, like, it's I think like he. Um, I wrote in one of my articles he's had three surgeries since he signed with the Broncos. That's ridiculous.
1: Okay, that's crazy. I, I, I didn't know he had three surgeries since he signed. Yeah, with- he had
0: a shoulder, yeah, shoulder uh, issue, and then he had an uh, injury on one knee, and then an injury, uh, injury on another knee since he signed with the Broncos.
1: Yeah, not to mention all of that uh, – well, I don't want to say it's a problem, but, the, like, the thing he did last year with the Rams, that's not going to keep being able to fly if you don't play. Like, yeah. it's not going to keep you around. If you're just going to keep doing that yeah. and you're not playing, yeah, it's not going to last too long.
0: Yeah, this this all feels so wrong because I literally just met, met the guy uh, in early August at camp and took a picture with him and everything. So this all feels so wrong. I hope he proves me wrong, man. Randy, please ball out this year. I'm praying for the most healthiest – Insane season where you just like own up to that contract and you really prove us uh, so wrong because um, there's a lot of questions right now. And I, I hope you could just, I, I'll, I mean, I'll take the heat. I, I honestly will. I hope that I hope this is a clip that we just completely get clowned on. But oh, yeah. as of now, I do have my concerns. But I'm hoping the man just balls out this year. We're not trying to be negative on the show, just a disclaimer for mm-hmm. all the listeners and everything. But, but I- let's go ahead and jump into a very positive. Uh, way to cap off the episode um, is with our award predictions that you've been waiting for this entire episode uh, starting off with Offensive Player of the Year uh, real quick, JMac Jordan go
1: Offensive Player of the Year, see it's kind of weird because like it's just weird I don't know whether to do because I would say Russ but I'm going to lead that to a different topic so I'm going to do a different player on the offensive side of the ball I'm going to go Jerry Judy I think Jerry Judy is kind of the easy pick here. I think he's wide receiver one. It's time for him to break out. I think – I was going to go Sutton. I'm not going to lie because I feel like he's going to have easier matchups and it could be more where go go to God. But I'm going to go Judy. I think this year Judy finally gets 1,000 receiving yards. I think he'll get more than that. And I think he'll – he's going to find the end zone a lot more than people think. I think Sean Payton is ready to just unleash him. I'm not going to lie. I think Sean Payton is ready to get him his, his targets that he should be getting in, like – at least seven to eight targets a game, at minimum for Jerry Judy. I, I think it's around that time for him to get those. So, to me, he's my offensive player of the year.
2: Yeah, I mean, you already know who I'm going to be picking for this. It's going to be Jerry Judy as well. Um, I mean, he was third in Denver Broncos history for the most receiving yards in his in his first three seasons, and he did that under Pat Shermer and Nathaniel Hackett, Justin Allen, and 40 different quarterbacks. So now that he has Sean Payton and Russell Wilson now, uh, you know, he's had a great training camp. Uh, he shined in his very first preseason game. Got a little setback with the hamstring, but he's not going to miss a lot of games, but maybe one, maybe even two. Uh, so, yeah, he'll be the top offensive player and he'll have a career year with uh, Champagne.
0: Yeah, I kind of struggled with this one. I really went back and forth, and this is another one where it's like injuries. Can Jerry Judy stay healthy? Because if he can stay healthy, I'm sure it's kind of looking like 50-50 up in the air right now for this Raiders game. So it might be just 16 games that he plays. So can he stay healthy for the remainder 16 games and kind of take that reward? I think if he does, he will. Um, I've really gone back and forth. I'll go with Judy like you guys, but what do you guys think about Corlin's son? Do you guys like – do you think this is going to be like, – a year where both of them dominate, or it's going to be a year where like Jerry Judy is just going crazy, like 1,300 receiving yards, and Sutton's barely able to get like 900 or something like that. Um, I personally think there's a very, like, this might sound absolutely ridiculous, but I think there's an the actual real shot that both guys might get like over a thousand yards and have like around the same total. I know it's, it sounds crazy, but I see Sutton having a really healthy year, and um, all this stuff about him, you know, getting uh, excited about Sean Payne's offense that came out yesterday, and Sean. Sean Payne uh, talking like publicly talking about how he wants to make Sutton his Michael Thomas in Denver. That's scary, man. That's scary. Literally dude had like 149 receptions uh, a few years ago in New Orleans. So, I mean, with the guy having that much attention in the receiving game and I know Sean Payne has spoke very highly of Jerry Judy, but it's one of those things where like if both guys are bawling out a lot and then can Javante Williams sneak up as the uh, offensive player of the year? Because I know uh, – I think he's expected to get a lot more attention in the run game than Jerry Judy is expected to get more attention in the run game than Cortland Sun, if that makes sense. But what do you guys think about uh, that receiver duo? And do you think it's going to be like a, a, a one-way thing or it's going to be like both guys just balling out?
1: I think it's going to be kind of – if you go back and look at the 2017 Saints, I think it's, the stats are going to be kind of similar to that. Um, it was the year where – uh, Ted again had like 800 yards, and Michael Thomas went for uh, a little over 1200. I think it's gonna be kind of closer to that. I don't know if Sutton's gonna touch a thousand, um, but I will think, but but I think Sutton's is gonna be like kind of the X factor. I think he's gonna be the guy that you're gonna see Russ go to him time to time in situations you think it's gonna be Judy. I think Sean Payton is gonna just. Sean Penn is going to use him differently. I mean, this is going to, he slimmed down his way, so he wants to be quicker. He doesn't want to be as big. So I think it's going to be more – you're going to see more – instead of, like, the deep ball all the time, you're going to see more of, like, the short, quick passes to Sutton, middle of the field, like, running some – like, maybe 10 to 15 yards instead of just occasionally running a go and just throw the ball up to Courtland Sutton all the time. I don't think you're going to see that side of him anymore. But I think it's going to be like that. And as far as what you said about Javante, like, 2017, Mark Ingram was a starting running back. He had – over a thousand yards and like 12 touchdowns, 60 catches for 416 yards. I think you could low okay see that wow out of Javante too. I mean, this is a Sean Payton loves to mix it up, but I don't I don't think we're gonna see like a, a thousand yard out of both receivers. That's more of like just a straight shotgun offense, Peyton Manning style, yeah, or DT and Emmanuel were going for like 1,200 feet. <laughs> like I don't think we're gonna see that out of sudden and duty, but I think if, if there's one particular Sean Payton offense, I look back at that 2017, like I could see this actually being our offense this year.
2: Yeah, I agree with J Max. It's going to be looking like that, like 1,200 to 800. Judy yeah. going 1,200, son going 800. Um, I do think son may have more touchdowns, of course. I think he's just a bigger red yeah. threat with his body, especially what Sean Payne can do with Cortland Sutton in the red zone. Um, but yeah, 1,200, Judy, 800, son seems like a, a fairly reasonable uh, prediction.
0: It's so funny because we talk about it all the time on the show. Like everybody says that I've seen so many, like, pr- professional analysts and reporters talk about son having a down year last year. You do that through 830 yards and that's a bad year, according to a lot of people yeah. around the NFL. And we're talking about him having 800 yards again this year. And that's going to be a great year to a lot of Broncos. It just, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me. It's kind of a double standard thing. I think 800 plus yards is really really good, and um, I know a lot of like, wide receiver threes or uh, wide receiver twos have that around the NFL, and they get a lot of love for it. And then you see uh, the Broncos go five and twelve, but Sutton nearly gets 850 yards, and he the man had a terrible year. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's not like he had a real drop issue or anything. So he, he was getting the, board, the ball forced. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean yeah, I'm- they're not going to start loving us until we start winning a lot of games, basically. Yep.
1: Yeah, I mean that's just the casual NFL fan. If you don't get a thousand yards, you're not good. I mean that's just exactly. what it is. Is um, but I think Cor- Corlin Sutton's been pretty good. I mean regardless, if people want to say, man, Denver's office just has not been good. Hasn't been clicking. The play calling's been good. The quarterback play has been terrible. I mean Corlin Sutton has still been able to put up some of some of the best catches I've seen. Like from receivers, period. Like he's had catches this year, last year, uh, just. Coilin is a really good receiver. But that I, catch
0: in the Titans game was wild. Yeah, it was a Titans oh, that
1: game. Person. That, that was – oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even know how he caught that. Anyway, but, yeah, I mean, you look at I me. Mean, and, plus, he's averaging 13 yards a catch. I mean, he put up 64 catches, 829 yards. I mean, a touchdown, he only had two touchdowns. But, I mean, that look how bad the offense was. We were averaging – it was one point. We were averaging, what, like 15, 16 points a game or something like that? I mean, come on now. Like well, just, now,
2: just, hmm, now when I think about it, Amir just brought up Amir. How much? How many receiving
1: yards he had last year?
2: 800 eight hundred and what? Eight
1: thirty. Yeah, eight thirty nine. I Basically. might be
2: switching my pay. I think it's gonna be closer to like both getting one k. Like maybe Judy like 11, go. Maybe Judy eleven to twelve, and then suddenly like really like just at one. I mean, That's what I'm saying is, we're doing that. If we're doing that with Hackett and Allen, and just so much inconsistency that we had at offense last year. I can only imagine what is going to be a pain. I know we're going to run the ball a lot more, but yeah. I mean, still, there are so many opportunities within 60 minutes of a game that we could have capitalized last year. And if you only, had – I mean, yeah, I, I'm switching it up, switching it up.
1: Yeah, the 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 only reason why I said that is because I think it's going to be more spread. I think you're going to see more guys like Mims and Dose are going to get yeah. a lot of the yards. Javante is going to eat up some receiving yards. So I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying I just don't think that he might have. He can eclipse a thousand. I just don't see it happen. I think Sean Payton is going to want to share it around a little bit.
0: No, yeah, I would be down for as hey man as long as they're getting touchdowns. Shit, I don't, I don't care who's getting the fifteen hundred yards, who's getting two hundred <laughs> yards, man. I mean, yeah, as I long just, as we're
2: winning at this point. Yeah, <laughs> as,
0: as long as we're winning. But man, I really do think it's like more realistic than people think that the, both yeah, those no, guys it go for one k. Because Jordan yeah. brings up a great point. Like if the if they're doing that with Hackett and Russ is down here, look, look what they could do with Sean Payton if they just can stay healthy. That's the biggest factor. Health availability can they stay healthy it's the biggest things but moving over to the defensive side of the ball uh dpoy i got uh ps2 um yeah. well i think the only other way you, you guys can go with this is maybe simmons if you wanted to or you think a pass rusher is going to have a huge year but i think uh ps2 the best corner in the league you got to take down his locked uh, lockdown coverage uh for you know factoring that
1: yeah I, it's passer tan I mean, yeah. yeah, don't
0: even think it's a don't even think it's a debate most improved player of the year. I think it's going to go to Jonathan Cooper. I think the guy might have like 10 sacks this year. I think he'll be really, really good.
1: Took my, my pick, man. Definitely Jonathan Cooper. You already know that's going to go. I think most improved is easily Jonathan Cooper. I think um, like I we talked about before, he wasn't supposed to start. Now he's starting. I think he's going to be the guy you're going to see. I mean, it's not really guys on the D line that's going to get double teams. So he's going to see a lot of one on one opportunities. And I think he's going to win a lot of them. So he's my most improved player.
2: I was gonna go with Nick Bonito uh, in this category just because he's been getting a lot of love in the training camp and stuff. I'm gonna go with an offensive player, and I think he's gonna have a great year. That's why I think he he qualifies for this. I'm gonna go with Greg Dulcich. Just again, just being labeled as that joker type role within Payne's offense and having that uh, connection growing with Wilson at the end of the season last year. You know, really, you know, grew on me. Uh, and now with Peyton, I think the sky's the limit for Greg Dosage. So I think he would be the most improved player alongside Nick Bonito.
0: I like it. I like it. Um, MVP, I'm going to go with the man himself, Mr. Unlimited, Russell Wilson. I think uh, this is a quarterback award. We all know this. I think uh, it's easily going to go to Russ. Um, We said in our stat predictions episode, I think he's going for like 26 pass touchdowns, 3,900 passing yards. Um, I think it's going to be a run first team, but I think he's going to do really well spreading the ball around and, um, you know, helping to score touchdowns this year.
1: I think he's going to be the MVP. I think you're going to see him. It's going to be, he's going to do a lot more running this year. I think what people, you know, don't realize. I, I think he could, you're going to see a lot of little play action plays, him getting out the pocket a little bit more. He's not as chunky as he was last season, but I think it's going to be Russ easily. I think you're going to see a whole different side of him. I think it's going to be Sean Payton is going to let him cook. I feel like he, he, the whole, only thing I have with Russ is, man, he's got to, he's got to look through your reads. That's it. But I think Russ really worked on it this offseason. I mean, you've been hearing nothing but good things. I think Sean Payton is going to do what he came here to do and fix just fix the problem, man. Let's
0: go.
2: Yeah, Wilson will tally around 3,800 passing yards, over 20 passing touchdowns. I think he'll have a few rushing touchdowns as well. So I think uh, he'll be the real difference maker for this offense and Sean Payton. So Wilson will be the team MVP.
0: So excited to see Russell Wilson this Sunday in this season, man. It's just lit. I was looking at a lot of clips yesterday, and you just like there's the one clip I remember I posted from a um, a TikTok that I found about you know his dad passing away, and then his uh, um, I think it was his personal coach uh, that that passed away. Um, he's gone through a lot, man. And the, the hate, the hate, the hate that he got last year. I specifically want people to recall and remember that clip of him like literally. Sounding so emotional after that press conference, and people were constantly just taking hits at him, hits at his personal life, hits at you know his family and everything. It's beyond messed up. It's beyond bullshit to be honest the criticism was way undeserved undeserved last year and this year man we are just days away from the Russell Wilson uh, revenge tour I'm so excited for it um you just as a Broncos fan I just want you guys to remember all the crap that the media put him through last year all the all the hate and everything I would love so much for Sean Payton to revitalize him in this year and uh, emerge back into that top 10 uh, conversation and even make like a pro bowl and get back to the playoffs yeah. Brent.
1: yeah, I don't I don't know if, if, if it'll be a pro bowl I don't really care about the pro bowl though so that's not really saying much yeah. but but I do think I, I think this is a good, he he should win comeback player like if they're gonna give Gino comeback player I feel like Russ should get it because if Russ comes out there and we make the playoffs come on man this dude was the most hated player in the world last season I'm talking, clowning every aspect of his life him as a person or anything he did. Kyle Russ and he's so like just I'm so tired of hearing all that. If Russ can come out there, man, and we make the playoffs, I think it's no doubt in my mind he should be coming player of the year. Unless somebody that got hurt last year come back and is in is in the MVP conversation. I feel like Russ should easily win it.
2: Well, that would be uh, Kyle Brandt's worst nightmare. So
0: what did he say? I mean, again? You- who, who knows at this point, man? He's said a lot of personal stuff at him. It, it all stems back from the time that they were on the red carpet and Russ and Sierra refused to, like, give him a fist bump or something like that. I don't know if you guys knew about that.
2: But Yeah, you know, Kyle Brandt, ironically saying that, you know, he's fake when he does this. I mean, it, it's just so ironic, but whatever. He's a jar. It's
0: hilarious. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, But, yeah, going back to that comeback player of the year thing, I think it's going to be like a a DeMar Hamlin thing. Like, I think the NFL, (laughs) there's no way in hell that they don't give it to DeMar Hamlin. As long as he goes out there and plays at least a few games a season, he's going to win it. Honestly, if he plays one snap, we will win it. I mean, shout out to him, man. He literally – he literally passed away in the field and is playing football again. I remember we reacted to that like the day after happened on the pod, and we were just like so damn shocked by everything, sending our condolences, prayers, and everything. And I remember we were like, "Man, it, it would be actually crazy if you play football again." Now here we are, week one, and he might actually be out there with the Bills. It's it's remarkable, and shout out to him. Um, yeah. I I'm just not going to speak too much on like how they're giving out that award. I do think Russ deserves it, but Demar Hamlin deserves it too. So.
1: Yeah, DeMar Hamlin's getting it. If he goes out there and it, he's getting it regardless, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter if he plays 30 snaps and gets two tackles, he's getting comeback player. Yeah.
0: So what you all have been waiting for are Denver Broncos 2023 record prediction for this season, all the episodes that we've done this year, all the analysis, the evaluations, everything in the Broncos roster, um, just so many episodes this offseason. Um, it is time, starting off with J-Mac, then Jordan, then me, what is your record prediction for this year? Will the Broncos make the playoffs? What seed will they be? And if they do make the playoffs, how far will they go? So,
1: before I did record predictions before like camp, before injuries and everything and I had us going 11 and 6. I did. I had us going 11 and 6. Now with Tim Patrick out and a few other guys getting hurt, I think now I got us going 10 and 7. I think 10 and 7 is going to be the Broncos' record. And I think we make the wild card. It was kind of hard because I got a few other teams there, but I had to redo it because of injuries and signings and stuff like that. But I have the Broncos getting in wherever the five or five through seven. I think Broncos, Broncos may get like six or seven, but definitely I think we make the playoffs. <laughs> I definitely think we make the playoffs, but I think, um, I think 10 to seven is the way, but I'm, I'm going to you the team. So I have us losing. Uh, y'all might not like that. I have us losing to the Dolphins, have us losing to the Jets. Have us, I have us splitting with the Chiefs and Chargers, losing to the Bills, losing to the Browns, and that is it. But the Chargers can kind of go like the reason we could still be eleven and six if we sweep the Chargers. But I went ahead and gave us the, I went ahead and just said we split with them and the Chiefs. All
2: right, at least we break the uh, the record of the Chiefs being all fifteen or whatever. But uh, I have the same thing. I have us going ten and seven. I have us being the sixth seed and uh, losing in in the divisional round. Um, but yeah, I do think uh, we get double-digit wins. I did think I do think Mike Kliss had the same record as well, ten and seven, and making the playoffs. So nice to see that uh, I'm agreeing with Mike on this. So yeah, ten and seven, six seed, and uh, making the playoffs.
0: Um, so my prediction, uh, which. All of you guys have been waiting for. It. I have the Broncos going nine and eight next season. I don't have the Broncos getting over 10 wins. The Dolphins uh, went nine and eight last year and took the seventh seed. Um, so all for all the, all you guys out there that think, oh, the Broncos go nine and eight. They're not making the playoffs in a really tough AFC conference. While you may, you may be Right there still is a possibility they can, and I do think they will for the first time since that 2015 season. They make the playoffs. I have the Broncos going 9-8 and and getting the 7th seed, and like I said, it's just a really tough conference. I don't see the Broncos getting over 9 wins because of uh, a variety of things. Number one injuries. Um, I, it's just been really, really tough, and we're already losing some key contributors: k1 Williams, Tim Patrick, um, a few other players as well. It, it really sucks. Um, and it, there's a few spots in this roster that we've talked about in the show. Like it, it's kind of a one injury away from disaster type deal. Like I think there, um, there's some areas in the team where I would like to see the depth be a little bit better. But I do think what with what the Broncos had in cap space and draft capital, they did what they could. So I do have the Broncos going nine and eight. Um, I do have them uh, going in as a seventh seed, um, and I do have them being a first or a second-round exit, depending on who they're going up against. It's kind of hard to determine how far they go in the playoffs because uh, we don't know who they're going to be playing. Um, so the Broncos, if they're seventh seed, um, they will be getting the uh, second seed in the wild – or who, who what seed will they begin in the wild card? I think it's uh, – a which seed?
1: It's going to be five through seven. It's going to be five through seven, one of those. Five,
0: because, five through seven.
1: Uh, one through four – Yeah. One through four is the divisions and then the division winners and then you got five, six, and seven.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah, whoever they're going up against, I'm not too sure if I don't have them going past the second round. That's basically what I'm saying. But um, where what are you guys' uh, thoughts on that?
1: Real quick, I messed up on my part. I have us going eleven and six because at first I had us losing to the Vikings, but no, I don't think we're gonna lose to the Vikings. So eleven and six is my final record. So we actually didn't move at all. So I I still have us going eleven and six. Um not to the playoffs. Wow. I don't know. I don't know if we win the playoff game. That's gonna be have to quit. That's gonna be up in the air. Be tough. On, it's gonna it, everything depends on health, man. Like we're going on just yeah. on health, how healthy the team is now. But if we're relatively healthy, depending on who we play, if we have to play like Jacksonville or we have to play like Tennessee, I'm sorry, not Tennessee. Um, what's the other division? We're
0: talking team? about the AFC North. Yeah, like, like Bengals. Yeah, uh, you got the the Bengals and Ravens. Yeah, Bengals, Ravens, Steelers.
1: Yeah. Not, I think about it, only Jacksonville. I don't see us beating any one of those other leaders. I think if we play Jacksonville, I think we can win. But if we play anybody out the north, the Ravens or the Bengals, I don't think so. we play anybody in our division, I don't think so. we play anybody in the east, say like Bills or the Dolphins or even the Jets, I don't know. So I'm going to go maybe. Maybe we get a wild card win. It depends on who we play, though. But definitely not. I, I don't think we're all roster. I don't think we're ready enough to beat one of the powerhouses in the playoff. I, I don't think we're ready.
2: All right, so we got 11 wins, we got 10 wins, and we got nine wins.
0: So yeah, it seems like the confidence goes a little bit, a little bit dwindling uh, the three of us, But, but yeah, it's a winning record, man. I think um, Sean Payton, what he did that last year in New Orleans before he stepped away with Ian Book, Trevor Siemian, and Jameis Winston, and the roster he had, the lack of defensive playmakers, I think he's at least, at least going to get nine wins this year. So yeah. I'm sticking with nine and eight. It's just the injuries for me, um, and I think there's some areas where our depth could be a little bit better, specifically at tackle, um, and I think uh, the offensive line is a big factor. Like they need to, you know not play good football in only the first half and then dwindle off at the second half. They need to be a good unit from week one to week eighteen. That's that's what we need right now. So um that is it for our predictions. Um and just for the fun of it, we'll go back to this clip after the season is over in February. Who do you guys have in the making uh, the Super Bowl and who's going to be the Super Bowl champion?
1: In my opinion, I have Lamar Jackson winning MVP and people can take that however they want to. I think he's gonna win MVP. I have the Ravens and the Eagles in the Super Bowl.
0: Ravens and Eagles.
2: Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, For my league MVP, I'll be going with Joe Burrow. The Super Bowl would be uh, representing the AFC. I think it would be the Bengals. Uh, I think they'll beat the Jaguars in the AFC Championship. And in the NFC, I think the 49ers will beat the Vikings in the NFC Championship. And it would be the Bengals
0: and 49ers. And Bengals win it. Wow. You guys are specific with your stuff. Hey, that uh, um, I think yeah, Travis Kelsey had that hyperextended knee today, and I know that's not gonna hold him out for super long, but like that could play play a factor this that's this week win. against the Lions. Um, yeah, um, but I, I'm I'm gonna be boring. I'm not as specific as you guys with your how your seating and stuff so, goes, but I'm going with the I'm going with the Eagles and Chiefs, and I have, <sighs> I have the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl again, man. I it's super super boring. I know but, I, I just feel like the, the the dynasty is up and underway in Kansas City. I hate to say it, a lot of people, a lot of people are saying the Chiefs or not the Chiefs, the the um, the Eagles regressed a lot with the roster this year. And I, I saw a post on Instagram talking about how the the crazy. the Eagles are going to regress this year. That's wild to me. Um, I think they're going to barely beat the Niners in the NFC Championship. Um, it could be a different team. I just don't see any other team sneaking up with the the Niners and Eagles. So I guess it it's really bo- boring prediction. I'm likely wrong. Like the NFL is kind of different every other year, but I think this might be like the rare case where you see the same Super Bowl in back to back years. Uh, For my league MVP, I'm not really too sure. Honestly, like I haven't seen enough. Um, I know it's kind of one of those things where, um, it's hard to predict before the season. I could see it being hurts. Honestly, I could see it being hurts. Um, official prediction. I'm not, I'm not really too sure. I could see it going with the, uh, I like that Joe burrow pick. Actually, I could, I'm, I'm a big Joe, Joe burrow guy. Um, so I, I could see it being like burrow or hurts. Honestly, I see one of those two, uh, having like really, really big years. Um, and burrows definitely on his revenge tour. Um, he's coming off that injury as well so. Um, I, I I like those picks. Um, Definitely some uh, popular picks there. Nothing too out of the ordinary. But, that is it for today's episode. I hope everybody listening enjoyed. If you guys are listening on YouTube, um, let us know in the comments. What, what did you disagree with? Did you? Uh, what's your record prediction? Do you guys have in the Broncos go nine and eight, 11 and six? Like, who'd you guys agree with the most? Amir, J. Mac, or Jordan? And what's your personal uh, record prediction for the Broncos this year? And what's your award predictions? Did you gr- disagree with any of us on our uh, OPOY, DPOY, MVP predictions? Let us know in the comments. All that is greatly appreciated. Please comment for the, comment and like for the. Hour algorithm and most importantly subscribe help us get to 2k subs um that's our next goal as of now but if you guys are listening on Spotify app podcast, you guys are greatly appreciated as well. Uh, make sure you guys are uh, hitting the follow button over there. Um, there's a follow button on our uh, podcast feed um, where all of our episodes are at. So you, can, you guys can hit that super fast, easy, free takes nothing but two seconds and leave a five-star rating. Um, also easy, free and takes nothing but two seconds. Um, so make sure you guys are turning notifications on wherever you guys are listening to this podcast. So you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. But with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I'm your host, Amir with my co-host jay mac and jordan to the next episode peace Thanks. out